0: Today's part two: How to make a hundred thousand at least in fourth quarter of two thousand and twenty-two. Um, now, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, and you've just discovered this, and you heard me say fourth quarter of two thousand and two, and it happens to be first quarter of two thousand and twenty-six, don't worry about it. Their information is still more than relevant. What Julie and I focus on is the practical, tactical. Ways you guys can help people make money in real estate, and of course, our podcast is designed to be educational, motivational, and ultimately, we want you to get into action. Now, speaking of getting into action, we're going to be talking more about marketing and lead generation starting next week. Julie and I have been, um, you know, we're going to drill down on some of the the things that have been around forever, like direct mail postcards, doing a geographic farm. We're going to be talking more about social media. We're going to be talking more about things like that, the passive aspects of real estate. Because the reality of it is is we tell 100 of you to be proactively generators. We know a ton of you will get it right away, and you'll become very successful as a result. We know that the rest of you are going to – well, then probably realistically 20 or 30% will dabble in it, and then the rest of you will never actually want to do it. So when our quest to help as many people as we possibly can – we are going to be providing more and more information like we have had on Premier Coaching for years that is you know, equally balanced with the passive and the proactive uh, lead generation. And the bit difference being is the passive is the stuff that, for example, I used uh, you know, direct mail postcards, that's passive, whereas proactive is obviously going to be picking up the phone and actually calling somebody. We want you to do both, but we have to essentially make sure that uh, Premier uh, Coaching is dynamic enough to offer information for those of you who will only do one and uh, that's fine too. So Premier Coaching, you can join Premier Coaching right now 100% for free. And you want to do that urgently because this is the perfect time of year to be frankly building your business up into next year. That is really the, I think the the uh, motivation behind this podcast is getting you guys motivated to earn money and not kick your, you know, feet back up on your desks. And you know, wait for next year to roll around. Say, well, I guess this year's in my rear view. Now I got to start focusing on next year. Don't think like that. There's still plenty of time uh, left this year for you to build skills, build momentum into next year, especially with expired listings, especially some of the other things we're going to talk about today. So absolutely, positively, fight your natural tendency to want to you know put it in cruise and just wait for the new year to roll over. Don't do it. That's an enormous mistake. The way you have a fantastic next year is to build momentum into next year by having a great first quarter. You're not going to have a great first quarter if you coast now, coast through the holidays. And then essentially try to rebuild your business going into next year. You will not have a great first quarter because you're going to be spending all of first quarter, probably part of second quarter next year, building momentum. And then you're going to sell a handful of houses in the summer. And then you're going to coast again the rest of the year. And that's the reason that so many of you suffer this ridiculous bell curve in income. So one of the greatest secrets that we tell our top producing agents, and it's absolutely the greatest secret, is your year Your new year, folks, your 2023 has actually started October 1st. And we're doing this, I know, starting effectively September 1st. We're trying to give you an advantage. But your next year starts the beginning of the previous quarter of the previous year. That is really what's driving us. So if you're ready to join Premier Coaching and build the momentum in your business, it's very simple to do that. Just text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Text the word PREMIER, which is spelled P-R-E-M-I-E-R to 47372. Or you can just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. I know there are hundreds, if not thousands of you, who are saying, well, I'm going to join Premier Coaching, but I'm going to wait till next year. Why would you wait? Why would you wait and then suffer the fate of having to build momentum into 2023? It's probably going to be a recession. The interest rates are probably going to be higher. There's probably going to be a lot of other headwinds with inflation. Why would you wait and add the, you know, essentially the extra burden of having to rebuild your business in the start of next year. Start now. Have momentum now. Do the smart thing. Do what top producers have been doing for years. Text the word PREMIER to 47372 or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com.
1: That's right. So I hope you wrote all that down. What you're doing fourth quarter is a huge determination of how your first quarter is going to go and first quarter sets the tone for your year. In other words, screwing up this quarter really affects not just this quarter, but your year next year. So don't do that. And on that note, we're going to get back to our $100,000 in one quarter challenge. So again, we're talking to you fourth quarter, you know, going into fourth quarter 2022, but you can use this any quarter, any time. And you can also determine... Maybe you want to start your quarter on a random day and just call it a 90-day quarter. So this affects you all the time. Let's look at 12 guaranteed effective lead sources. To get you eight listings, yesterday we talked about eight listings based on the average sale price in the U.S., will create your $100,000 quarter. Now, number one, you alluded to yesterday, also my favorite, expired listings. Expireds are at the top of the list because of the following. First point, they clearly want to sell, and ha- and many of them have to sell.
0: What's the difference? The have to sell is where something external is forcing the seller to sell the house. Now, we did read an interesting statistic this morning that if, 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 and it's not happening, but if prices on homes were to fall by, you know, values were to fall by 5%, it would put a total of, wait for it, wait for it, 275,000 people underwater on their homes. and Countrywide. Countrywide, right. And that's uh, anyone basically who bought a house in the first six months of this year, hypothetically, that only put 5% down, you guys doing the math here, hypothetically, they'd be underwater by, you know, around 5%, 275,000 people total in the entire country. That's like nothing. Uh, and so the probability of there being any uh, a value loss greater than that is basically zero. Why am I telling you that? Because if you are uh, dealing with a seller that has to sell, maybe they're uh, in a situation where they got relocated. Maybe they got um, some situation where they're owning two homes at once. Maybe they inherited a property. That's a have to sell. A want to sell is, frankly, someone will say, well, if I can get my price or if pigs fly or if something like that were to happen. So there's a huge difference. We teach you that. And that's all what you learn as a skill in premier coaching. When you're learning how to pre-qualify. not all sellers are the same learn how to pick out the good ones. And the greatest, you know, frankly, the greatest place to start looking is absolutely expired listings.
1: That's right. It's concentrating on the ones who have to sell. And judging from what our coaching clients are telling us, most of their expireds that they're taking now are just that. Sellers who have to sell, their in contract on new construction or relocating or any of the things that you mentioned. So in other words, these are the listings you're looking for. And there has been a huge increase in expireds recently since most agents still had two short listing agreements in anticipation of the hot seller's market continuing. You know, here's the second point about expired, you know what's probably the wrong price. This was one of my favorite things about expireds is pricing them is so much easier. Your comparative market analysis is easier because it has been market tested.
0: Now let's be careful on that one because this will be something that some of you will experience hopefully sooner than later and you will almost feel guilty when this happens. You're going to go list an expired listing and you're not going to change the price. Maybe you're not changing the price because the seller's is not in a strong enough equity position to lower the price in, without them losing money and they don't want to lose money, right? You guys get it? So there are going to be situations where the seller just wants to hold the line. Uh, you're going to take new pictures, put a new description in the MOS. Even if it doesn't appear as having a new MLS number, it won't matter. You're going to freshen the listing. You're going to you know, get them to remove the elk head from the family room, whatever it is, right? Then you're going to put it for sale at the same price, even though theoretically it's overpriced. And that's the reason it didn't sell. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to sell the first day. And that happens all the time. All when, you, the time. when you start working with expired sellers, you're going to often discover what happened was, Is that the first of all? It could have been very well the seller's uh, fault that the house didn't sell. Maybe there were buttheads about letting it get shown. Maybe they had some pet donkey that they like wander around the house. Whatever. You don't know actually what happened in the last 90 days or six months that the house was previously listed. So, you know, could very well have been the seller was uncooperative. And now they are more cooperative because they're seeing the fact that their have-to situation, the have-to-sell of the house, is now 60 or 90 days away, whereas before when they originally listed it, it was eight months away, so they they cared less. You guys get it? It's not always the previous agent. It could just be the current seller. But now the seller's motivated, you're going to get a a great opportunity to get a very great motivated seller. Now, um, sellers will never in a billion years want to admit that the reason the house didn't sell was uh, price, condition, or location. So you want to be very careful that you don't come off as – too much of a uh, you know analytical know it all when you're presenting to sellers, especially expired sellers. One of the greatest, and this is part of the scripts we teach you in Premiere. One of the greatest scripts, and this is a series of great scripts used with sellers when you're uh, setting the appointment initially, is Mr. Seller. Listen, sometimes the best homes don't sell, and it's probably not for the reason you've been told. And you say that, and it gets them thinking. Because again, it's not always price. It's not always location. It's not always condition. It could just be that the listing went stale, which was the point I, was, I didn't finish making a second ago. The longer the house sits, in the mar- sits on the market, the fewer showings it gets. Everyone puts more emphasis on new listings. And it's like milk. It doesn't get any better the longer it sits in the cooler. So the very fact that it sat on the market because the seller was initially uncooperative, that may have caused it to essentially go stale. And you buy, you know, essentially moving it to the front of the cooler again and maybe giving it a slightly different label and a different bottle shape or whatever, all of a sudden now it's going to sell. So keep that in mind.
1: Well, that's right. And last week's podcast was all about 15 reasons a listing might not have sold, right? So make sure you've gotten caught up on that. There's also an article all about that in Housing Wire this week,
0: which we wrote. Which
1: we wrote, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So here's one of my other favorites the agent you would have competed against the first time around, the first listing uh, stance. That's the one that they thought would get the job done, who they probably already knew, is now out of the picture most of the time. Okay, so that's a good thing. That's a benefit competitively. The next thing, Tim, you were just talking about, the seller will now correct negative feedback and possibly reprice the home, doesn't have to in every case, creating a quick sale. The average days on the market for a relisted expired is always very low. You can see that in your own MLSs now here's a bonus don't forget old and older expireds you'll have less competition and are more likely to get the seller the price they wanted in the first place okay
0: that point right there's a gold mine I want you to really focus and drill down on that and by the way premier coaching members we give you a list of our preferred vendors when it comes to um, actually signing up for an expired service. I'll tell you the favorite one that we use is uh, Red X. And if you guys want to learn more about Red X, Red X actually goes in your MLS or searches the seller, finds their phone numbers, finds out all the sale data, finds out the mortgage data. Just text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. Text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. And they're giving you a $150 discount when you do that um, as a, a um, premier coaching member, frankly or as a podcast listener, so just text the word RED, R-E-D, to 47372. You know, Julie, your last point, actually, I wanted to talk a little bit more about expires, and now I'm forgetting. Um, The average days of market, I'm trying to find some. Old and
1: older expires, I think. Oh, that
0: was it. So older expires, guys, are an absolute goldmine. Don't assume, again, that there's anything inherently wrong with the property uh, when the house was previously listed. Matter of fact. You could very well find that the reason, again, uncooperative seller, maybe there was too much competition, maybe it was a condo and there's too many like-kind properties that were for sale at the same time. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful that you're not walking into these appointments with biases, that you're somehow, you know, trying to sell something that was defective. It wasn't. It could just been the situation that led up to it. Older expireds are an absolute goldmine. By older, we mean 90 days, six months, maybe even 12 months ago. Well,
1: I'll tell you, the honey hole is the first and second quarter of 2020.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because oh, yeah, I, right, tell them why.
1: Well, that was the beginning of COVID. That was the beginning of lockdowns. There was a lot of uncertainty. And if you look at all of the real estate charts, you can see a serious decline. That's when all the listing inventory went away. I remember when I was logging onto the Austin Board of Realtors every every day looking at my hot sheet, There literally would be zero new listings until we got into about third quarter of 2022. So that is a fantastic honey hole. You get into those two quarters, which are now two years old of expireds, probably you can get them their price. Probably if they haven't been, uh, you know, relisted, they're highly motivated and they're going to do what you ask them to do to get it sold. that includes... And I see this from a lot of our coaching clients, mixed use and commercial. That's an extra great honey hole. We so. actually
0: have more points, but you can tell we love expired so much because <laughs> Julie and I made a I fortune excited. from. But I do want to give you a bonus point here. Um, I was in the um, VRBO looking at the, uh, VRBOs and whatnot in this little town where we have our cabin. And Julie and I are thinking about buying some more rental properties. We're always thinking about buying more rental properties. And we have some friends that are doing really well off VRBO. So we said, well, what the heck? Let's give it a try. Or at least look around and see what the numbers are. And I was astonished by how many places there were for rent. And the rents didn't make sense for them de- these to be purchased as VRBOs. It just, I couldn't figure out how in a million years you would ever want to buy a property for four or $500,000 that you're only going to get $150 a night for. It doesn't make any sense, nope. even if it's rented out. You know how many months of the year is that possibly going to be rented out so i thought to myself if i were a listing agent i would be very curious in most cases you're contacting the seller directly if you're interested in renting the property i wonder how many of those sellers are out of state how many of those are sell- not even sellers or landlords basically or investors, right? How many of them have any clue what the property is worth now? Maybe they've owned it for a few years and have been paying attention to what you know values have done in Murphy, North Carolina. And so now if you were to call them and let them know what the property is worth, how many of them would absolutely positively love to sell it, especially considering the lack of real viability of these as VRBOs? I bet a lot.
1: Well, and don't forget the 10% on average management fees and the yep. hassle factor, and it's vacant, and you have extra, homeowners insurance costs more on a VRBO all of those things are true. So the cool thing about cruising around on VeraBO and HomeAway is you can get into their calendars and see if it's even rented at all. And then there's a little button that says contact owner directly. Well, so that's pretty I mean, cool. along the
0: lines of passive, the move would be, since you've got their addresses, right? Yeah. <laughs> the move would be to mail them something compelling. And then call them, do both and see how many of those people would be willing. Now, some of you might live in areas where there are no VRBOs, but you know, so I get it. But for the rest of you, many of you are in areas where you don't know, go to VRBO.com, put in your zip codes and look to see how many VRBOs there are. And then you can actually click on the calendar to get a sense of how frequently they're rented. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't go back in time, can you? I don't think so. You can only go forward. But that'll right. give you enough of a window into what the well, actual yeah, viability of the property is, out. right? All right, so that was a bonus point. So Well,
1: and I got something from one of our coaching clients, uh, uh, Sherry, in uh, you know, Chattanooga, Nashville, um, Gatlinburg. She said that one of the things that potential buyers of VRBOs look at going forward in the calendar is looking at all the holiday weekends, and if that VRBO did not get booked even during a holiday weekend – Probably it's not a very popular VRBO. Well,
0: but that's awesome what you just said. So we just came out of Labor Day, right? We're going to a lot of holidays. And now, granted, Halloween's not necessarily a you know, huge holiday for people going on vacation. But the moral of the story is what an incredible way for you to do some actual you know research to find out whether that seller might be thinking about selling. Again, the hook is going to be, Mr. Seller, do you realize the property is now worth this? And you, you know, you paid this in some states, you can, you know, well, you can find out what they paid for it, basically, just by looking at what was listed for. You paid this, it's worth this. Now, Mr. Seller, do you think the market is essentially at its peak? Because many people think first six months of 2022 may have been the peak for appreciation. Does it make sense for you um, for you to sell this property right now and cash out and take your equity off the table? And you will be surprised or hopefully not surprised because you're actually going to do it. How many will say yes? Number two, Julie. And by the way,
1: everything you just said is free. Okay, so yeah, all that <laughs> information is free. That's yeah. right. Point number two, your own past clients and sphere of influence. Otherwise known, you guys lovingly call this your database. Statistically, when you have a regular and real conversations with your list, 10% of them will either do business with you or refer business to you every year. So what would happen if you committed to speaking with 100% of the people in your database this quarter? Don't get mad when another agent lists what you call your past client if you're not making that effort. And here's a bonus, scripts for making these calls as well as your 12-month Center of Influence plan are indeed included in Premier Coaching.
0: You know what I think is hilarious is how many people... We'll actually look at your second point there and consider that in a derogatory way. Old school. Are you kidding me? Shut your pie hole. (laughs) The fact is your centers of influence and past clients are always the main pillar of any business that's a personal services business like selling real estate. Absolutely. So for those of you who are trying to sell some sort of tech stack to realtors that's based on CRMs and drip campaigns, and you try to basically, you know, without you ever having sold real estate or having any clue what the hell you're actually talking about, for you to badmouth agents who work centers of influence and past clients, I'm sorry, go back to Nerdsville. There's no place for you in real estate. Because the reality of it is, centers of influence and past clients are always the core pillar of any successful agent or personal service provider's business, always and forever. And the way to work it is you do it passively and you do it proactively, especially rolling into the holidays. In our premier coaching program, we've got so many really killer ideas. There's like, I mean, frankly, Coach Rochelle just loves all the, you <laughs> She's know, great at that. but you go and you can start creating all these nice little things for your centers of influence and past clients into the holidays. And that will build so much momentum. It's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel motivated. It's going to make you want to do more of it because people are going to be so grateful. You're going to be able to, and if you have the frankly skills and courage to ask them for a business, by the way, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping, you will then have a lot of leads. This is the work of real estate. This is the real work of real estate. This is what you do if you really wanna be successful, not just for the rest of 2022, but 2023 and beyond.
1: Yes. so point number three, another one of our favorites, new build salespeople. We've done dedicated podcasts about how to work new construction, but this is a fantastic resource. These are the salespeople who sit in the builder's model homes and write up all those new construction contracts. Use our new construction plan, again, if you're a Premier Coaching member, to meet those new build reps and get all of their resale referrals. When someone builds with them and they have a home to sell, what happens to that lead? This is a fantastic lead source because you can have one new build sales salesperson contact who sends you multiple leads per year. What if you had five new build salespeople relationships?
0: I'm going to give you some advance. We talked endlessly about this as a yep. major spoke, so go back and listen to past podcasts. Or just join Premier Coaching because we obviously have the higher level information waiting there for you. So here's an idea. We are, Julie and I have in, invested in syndication of apartments and condos and just things like that. And what a syndicator is basically is you become a limited partner with um, a company, in essence, making it as simple as possible that's going to build the project, right? So you can become a limited partner, which makes you a bit of, you're an investor in the project, And then you now all of a sudden are getting profits from the uh, new construction condos or apartments. You guys conceptually understand what I'm saying. There are thousands of syndication deals, not all of them great, that are being, they're floated around, especially in a time like this where interest rates are higher because a lot of these, um, you know, essentially these syndicators would have previously just gone to the bank and gotten a preferential interest rate, but now they're going to private own or, you know, private investors and they're looking for to raise money that way, which is great. You know, that's one of the benefits of higher interest rates. It creates more opportunities for moms and pops like all of us. Why am I telling you this? So there was a syndication deal, two syndication deals that popped on our radar in Austin, Texas, one of our favorite markets in the country. We have rental properties there. We used to live there. Just an unbelievably good market. Um, Syndication deal came up. One of our favorite realtors in Austin, Texas, named Elizabeth Riley. I thought, well, you know, I happen to know that this syndicator who Julie and I have invested with and we're friends with, they're going to be building probably 50 or 60 new construction condos. These are not going to be apartments. And I thought to myself, and these are all starting at one million dollars. And I thought to myself, well, Elizabeth Riley sure as hell would love those listings. So I suggested to Elizabeth that she actually becomes a limited partner and invest in the um, syndication deals. And she instantly did. She didn't even think about it because that's going to give her an immediate leg up when it comes to becoming the listing agent for those projects. Now, not all of you are going to be in the financial position to do it, but that is a fantastic way for you to leverage yourself into long tail opportunities to list properties. Even like think of it this way she now has inside information on what will be dozens and dozens of highly desirable and and believe it or not in these locations a million dollars is a great price for these in one of the hottest markets in the country she knows all the inside information she'll probably be able to sell all these privately without any problem whatsoever without them ever actually being formally listed she's probably going to make all kinds of money just from that one relationship Mm -hmm. because she was chasing syndication deals in your market most likely there are developers and there's syndicators that are trying to put money together to do similar things to not just invest, but also think about maybe you get the listings. They probably don't have a preferred listing agent. And even if they did, and actually this was the case, I asked our the, one of the partners there who we were, you know, who's put the, the whole deal together. I asked him, Do you guys have any existing relationships with any brokers? And he said, Well, we do in Austin. But are you ready for this, listeners? The broker isn't investing. Oops. The broker thought they were going to get the listings uh, anyway, and they didn't invest. And so I just thought that was kind of funny. Talk about complacency and, uh, you know, frankly, a lot of arrogance thinking you just had the business uh, coming to you. Mm -hmm. All right. So hopefully you guys are opening your mind. Opportunity everywhere. Now, on that note, I'm going to seed this conversation a little bit for those of you who are looking for negative information on the market. All right. So worst case scenario. During And we're researching all these numbers. We're asking our friends at National Association of Realtors. That's where we go to for getting our great information. Is We're trying to find out exactly how many um, homes sold during the trough of the housing crash that started in like late 06, 07. We're trying to discover that. We think it's around 4 million. That's what we both remember. Just to put that in perspective, during the peak of, let, let's just say, last year or maybe earlier this year, it was the the peak was five and a half million home sales per year so you're talking about peak to trough about you know a million less home sales that's a lot but there's still think in terms of how many transactions that actually is think in terms given the average sale price how much commission that actually is
1: and there's two sides to those deals
0: yeah exactly so for those of you who think that there's not going to be just absolutely monstrous amounts of money to be made and people to be helped because of this changing market you've got your heads in your sand you're listening to the wrong people Point number four. Four.
1: Yes. And of course, you knew it would be on the list. For sale by owners, otherwise known as unrepresented sellers, when the market is hot like it's been for so long, there are always plenty of unrepresented owners. Most of them give up on the process if it's not sold in the first two weekends. There are also luxury-priced unrepresented owners in today's market as well. It is a great opportunity because many of them have not yet bought could build with you or downsize or upsize with you and purchase with you. That's a a little known uh, strategy with for sale by owners is it's not just getting their listing. They're probably going to buy with you too. Now a recent development since the market has slowed is the fact that many for sale by owners were first expired listings. I'm hearing this all the time from coaching clients. They simply didn't know what else to do probably because an agent like you listeners had not yet reached out to them.
0: Now for sale by owners are easier to list In this market right now, they're less cocky because they're more fearful that their house is sitting on the market FISBO too long, or we call unrepresented owners, and they are going to miss the market because they're fearful that prices are going to drop. You don't even have to tell them that. They're reading that on CNBC. They're developing their own FOMO. Their FOMO is fear of missing out on profit.
1: You know what they are saying? They're literally saying, Tell me what to do.
0: Exactly. And why, what's the number one reason why? And I'm asking this is a quiz. Tens of thousands of you listening, what's the number one reason that a seller decides to FISBO their own home? Ready? Should we do uh, some sort of like, uh, you know, doon, Okay, here's the answer. They didn't know an agent. That's why. And you will discover that when you actually are soliciting for sale by owners, you will discover that they just didn't know an agent, and that's the reason. Tim, how could they have not... Known an agent, they get junk in the mail, they see ads from agents on you know bus benches and urinal cakes and all the other gross places agents advertise. Why wouldn't they have known an agent? Because they didn't know an agent. Marketing and branding is not knowing somebody. Not marketing and branding is just marketing and branding. It's not actually having a relationship with someone. When you knock on the door, when you learn the key with a FISBO is knowing how to pre-qualify. Mr. Seller, once this property sells, where would you go next? Well, we're moving to Florida. Let's say they're in Ohio. Florida, that's fantastic. I'm sure you want to get out of here for the first snowfalls. Um, so, Mr. Seller, just so that I'm clear, if I were to you know, pop by with a buyer that wanted to purchase your house and close in the next 30 to 60 days, um, would that be a problem for you? And they're going to say no, or they're going to say yes, or they're going to say maybe so. You really got to get at the root of what the motivation is, and then you know how to proceed with the FISBO. And if you think you're just going to relationship that FISBO into a, list, a listing, you have a dog, they have a dog, you have a kid, they have a kid, you like blue, they like blue, all these sort of, you know, non-salesy techniques that sometimes people uh, pass along as real estate coaching, don't bother even knocking or calling a for sale by owner. Because the reality of it is, is a for sale by owners or oftentimes only FISBO. They've already decided that they're going to try it for a couple of weekends and then they're going to put it for sale. Or maybe they spent $300 at FISBO.com to put it on their website and bought a lovely corrugated plastic mm, sign and a course. dial lock box or whatever. So when you run into sellers like that, they're going to say things like, well, I just spent $500 and my listing on FISBO.com doesn't run out for 60 days. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Seller, let's get the property listed down when a property sells. I'll just knock off $500 from the commission oh what you're reducing your commission yes because you're taking that listing off the market you're making it so that you can get the listing and make probably 12 14 you know 20 grand not to and, mention
1: lead generate off of it in the meantime
0: exactly and oh by the way that seller is selling to buy another house that's going to be three times as much as the one they're selling right don't you, you know don't get stuck on your own malarkey <laughs> point number five
1: point number five open houses refer to our past podcast: how to not just sit an open house how to monetize open houses Our open house system and scripts are proven to generate a bare minimum of three closable buyers or sellers, usually sellers, every time. It's all about choosing the right house, promoting the open house, using good scripts, and having relentless lead follow-up. Many of our coaching clients have spun this source up to a very predictable listing machine. If you've failed at open houses before, you're missing a key element of the system to make it work.
0: You know the cool thing about, first of all, Open houses don't universally work in all markets. True. There's, that's true. Universally, they don't work with all different types of different products, different types of homes will garner more activity for open houses. So you have to be very careful on which house you hold open. So let's be very clear about that. Open houses as just an institutional do this and you'll get this. It doesn't work like that. Of course, nothing works like that in life anyway. So if you hold the right house open and you situate it like we prescribed you to do in Premier Coaching, you will oftentimes get lines of people, and we have pictures that we put on our members page, of agents doing open houses, putting out the right number of signs, making sure the house is situated correctly, do pre-marketing prior to the house being open, doing all the things we suggest, and they have dozens of people waiting to get in the open house. Will it surprise you listeners that you will still have a very similar experience, even if? it's 2008 all over again, which it won't be. Even if there's three houses for sale for every one buyer, you still have droves of people waiting to come through open houses. And probably in many cases, depending on the price point of the house and the neighborhood, frankly, half of them are gonna be the neighbors thinking about putting their houses for sale. But you will not learn, actually get the advantage or opportunity to do that business if you're not out there face-to-face. Do you notice the recurring element of everything we want you to do is proactive? Do you notice the recurring element of everything that we asked you to do primarily to build your business using our premier coaching program is based on you having direct conversations, voice to voice, belly to belly, eyeball to eyeball? Do you notice that that is also a skill set that many folks are not developing because they're overly reliant on passive lead generation? Do you notice, listeners and viewers, if you're on YouTube, that many of your competitors have never learned how to do this type of work? because they've been spoiled by essentially a market where all ships rise because of the FOMO on buyer side and FOMO on seller side and low interest rates. When all those things change, Fed supposedly raising you know the rates by another three quarters of points, that probably will raise mortgage rates. Mortgage rates right now are at five and a half. If you're not knowing how to sell essentially in a market like this, now if there's the other shoe drops, if homes are no longer going to be inflating or appreciating at double digits, are you actually knowing how to convince the seller to sell into a market like that or a buyer why this is still a great time to buy? Probably not because you're used to having the FOMO the fear of missing out, do all the selling for you. If that goes, you probably will go as well. So we suggest urgently you join Premier Coaching Text the word PREMIER to 47372. Remember, when texting, message and data rates may apply. Point number six, we already sort of talked about, but still We worth did managing. with
1: regards to uh, VRBOs, but we also have, this is for rent by owners, or FURBOs, for rent by owners. Investors who own single family or small multifamily units are an amazing source of new listings for you. This is one of the easiest scripts to learn and polish because it is a simple business conversation. If the home is vacant and for rent, Might the owner rather sell it versus continue to keep it as a rental? Offer to do a free comparative market analysis so they can make an educated decision and see what it does to their plans. Again, potentially one contact and multiple transactions. Maybe they want to reinvest in different properties with you. Maybe they want to cash out their entire portfolio while prices are still high. You won't know if you don't ask. You'll also love this source because the phone numbers are easy to get.
0: And by the way, if you're working on previous point, maybe you're working with some syndicators, and you're finding out properties and developments that people are, you know, um, starting to create. You might be able to then take your. Uh, FISBO who wants to uh, blow out his old apartment buildings that were built in the 50s and maybe buy a new apartment complex from one of your syndicators you guys get the point so there's a lot of different ways you can create opportunity by actually being proactive if you're just going to wait around for the phone to ring if you're just gonna wait around for the lead to show up if you're just gonna wait around for the lead to come from your YouTube video if you're just gonna wait around for the call to come from your postcard in a market like this you're going to suffer needlessly Is there a place for the passive lead generation? Yes, we've always said there is. We always will say there is because there is. But will it ever replace proactive lead generation? Never in a billion years. In any industry, can you replace proactive lead generation with passive lead generation? Have you guys noticed the different companies that advertise and the ones that do and the ones that don't? The ones that don't, now, I want you to think about this. This will raise the cackles of many of you. The most successful companies in the world do not spend a lot of money on marketing or advertising. The product does the marketing and advertising for them. And it goes back to a quote that uh, Charlie Munger said. Don't try to make yourself, and this is one of the fallacies of modern essentially uh, a lot of the things have been taught to agents the last 14 10 14 years you're supposed to be the influencer you're supposed to be the star you're supposed to be the reason that people call somehow this younger generation frankly and people even our age have somehow thought that they were the product they are not the product the results you get for other people are the product the sold house that's the product that's actually and the ultimate product is the profit you make from the transaction So please, while there's still time, wake up to the fact that the greatest opportunities in real estate are still ahead of you, provided you're actually willing to adapt your change in your approach to meet the market where it's at. This market is going to become more challenging for many agents. It's also going to become more profitable and opportunistic for other agents. Who are the agents that are gonna win at the highest levels in a market like this? Obviously, the ones that are willing to meet the market where it's at, not trying to make the market like it was. Please keep that in mind. It's going to save you a lot of pain and anguish. Don't wait months, if not years, to discover what Julie and I told you today and all of our previous podcasts was true. Your homework, of course, join Premier Coaching. Text the word PREMIER to 47372. You can join Premier Coaching right now for free, and when you do, you are able to attend the daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris-certified coaches. So text the word PREMIER to 47372, and you can join Premier Coaching right away obviously you love the podcast. This is the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals, and at least the United States, you will not believe what you get when you join premier coaching. So text the word premier to 47372. And we'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.
1: This podcast is a part of the C suite radio network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suite